Welcome back to the Rangers Report. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Andy Sinton as we reflect on the victory over Millwall, as well as speaking to match winner Sinclair Armstrong, as well as looking ahead to the clash with Huddersfield Town. This is the Rangers Report, brought to you in association with RFI. Since, first of all, let's talk about Millwall, and it was a enjoyable weekend in W12, which we've not said too much this season. But. Yeah, really good. Uh, well, first of all, good result. That's the most important thing. Um, really good result, the way went, the way the, the lads went about the game. Um, yeah, really, really pleased. Clean sheet. Thought our fans, once again, were absolutely amazing uh, as they have been the whole time uh, and they're going to play a massive part in the weeks and games to come but no Saturday was a good afternoon. How nice was it to walk away from Loftus Road with that feeling of victory? Well it was really nice because uh, we really needed it you know it was a it was a huge huge game you know everyone knows the importance of and what was at stake and a local derby and all of that sort of goes into the goes into the mix so the the players knew that and they stepped up and went and delivered and I thought they put on a really good performance in that type of game, what was needed and uh, yeah, did what they needed to do and as I said, fans played their part, they were huge. And we will talk about it a bit going forward but as well looking back to Boxing Day and against Millwall, it was a nice to not recover from that but sort of bounce back and yeah, yeah. use that as a bit of a motivation to get that performance. Yeah. I think we spoke up until the lead up last week, you know, Millwall, I think... Um, I and everyone at the club and everyone can see and Marty's been impressive since he's been to the club uh, but I think that was the one game where he was really disappointed with the showing certainly the results early kickoff fans went away disgruntled on Boxing Day etc so yeah uh, you know, the, the word revenge or whatever we owed it to ourselves we didn't know Millwall anything we owed it to ourselves to, to get here in front of our fans and put in a performance and get the win that we needed. And the goals from Ilias Chair and Sinclair Armstrong. Talk about the, the <coughs> Ilias Chair first First of all. It was nice to see Chris Willock. He dropped in very short notice as the teams came out, we noticed Yeah, that. you know, that can disrupt players and yeah, can disrupt the team a little bit. Um, you know, as a team sheet gone in, then something's happened out here which you've had to alter your plans and alter your thinking at the last minute. So Chris came in and credit to him, you know, he's ready. Um, Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in that situation <coughs> where... Not yeah. me, not me personally, but I've, I've played in teams where it's where it's happened. It's it's one of those unfortunate situations where I don't think I played with anyone's been injured. Um, I think someone was ill once or twice, so you you make that decision. But uh, but no, I don't know if that was <coughs> part of it. But I thought I have to say I thought we started the game a little bit shaky. You could almost see and feel the tension yeah. uh, because of the importance of the game and. You know what? That's understandable. It really is understandable. Um, after 15, 20 minutes, I thought we really got a grips with the game and started to impose ourselves on the game. And the goal, as we're just going to talk about from Ilias, I think that really settled us down. And from that moment on, I thought we took control of the game. How pleasing was it <coughs> to score a scrappy goal? A bit yeah, of a really. A, it, we got a bit of luck finally in that instance where yep. it bundled over the line and it ended up in the back of the net. Yep. Yeah, um, you know that. <laughs> How can I say this? Sometimes they're the best goals. Um, 
And it was a really good build-up to the goal. You know, I think Lyndon does, takes a lot of credit. You know, uh, his involvement in the game, the way he takes the ball, moves into space, plays it out to Chris. Chris twists and turns, comes on his left, puts it at the far post. Delighted to see Elias because that's a position I played and I was told time and time and time and time again, you know, go and lock the back door, go and get in at the far post and, and get those, as we say, scruffy goals. He gets enough on it, it crosses the line and it sets us on our way. And then the second goal, always nice moments when the goal scored in front of the loft and the players run into that corner where the safe standing is behind us. It's a nice feeling just to see it happen and be part of that, isn't it? And obviously Sinclair to score as well, his first was, goal that end. It was a bit of everything. I think, um, I think the major emotion was probably relief because still anything can happen in the game, but being so late, I think that basically sealed the game uh, in that much-needed win and victory that we all needed, all craved, all were desperate for. Um, so that was that was brilliant. Really pleased for Sinclair as well. You know, the week before he had a couple of chances, doesn't quite take, but uh, the goal he scored. You know, if Sinclair was to ask any top striker of any age, any generation, they're the nice goals for a centre forward. You know, when his shot comes in, actually it's a great move actually, clever ball up the side, Ilias, does what he does, stands his marker up, twists, turns, sets it back to Jack. Jack puts in a, a good strike uh, with his left foot, keeper spills it, make a hash of it, but Sinclair's anticipating, like you're told to, like all good strikers do. And it looks a simple sort of tapping, but uh, you know, reward for anticipation and delighted for him, but delighted for everyone, delighted for our fans. And having heard the commentary of the goals, <laughs> it was safe to say that you enjoyed it as well, Sims. <laughs> And Chair gets it onto the right boot, now cuts back onto the left, right, left, pulls it back for Colback, who shoots! Sarkic gets onto it, yeah! and that's going to be it! Turned in from close range, and the Arles double their advantage! Armstrong pounces, and latches onto the loose ball, as Loftus Road erupts into ecstasy, with five minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Well, Ollie, I went a little bit AWOL, my headphones came up, I'm doing a dance along the gantry. Thanks, Simon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was probably a bit of everything. The emotion that goes into everything. Um, the struggles we've been on with results. Uh, local derby, knowing what it means uh, to everyone at the club. None more so than our fans, I keep mentioning it, but massive... So to see that goal went in, for me, that was just probably a, uh, an explosion of <laughs> a bit of everything, a bit of relief, but uh, yeah, no apologies for that. Uh, but um, I wish we had a comms council no, to see I, you I, running I, up I, and down the gantry. No, I'm pleased you didn't, but uh, as I say, that was, that was a good moment for us because it meant we, barring something miraculous or something stupid, we had won the game, we got a valuable three points, we can celebrate that, but then we need to move on very quickly. And we caught up with the goal scorer and eventual match winner Sinclair Armstrong as he joined us at Heston. We're joined by Sinclair here at Heston. Sinks, how are we, first of all? Not too bad, how are we? Yeah, not bad, thank you. So we'll go back to the start of the season after the end of last year. The first goal in the QPR shirt arrived at Cardiff. Talk us through that moment, first of all. Well, if you, if you talk about the goal, I think, you know, I think Paul Smith as well to get the ball. And then after he was just tapped the ball in the back of the net. And um, I think if I look from last season, um, 
obviously tough. You know, I think you the amount of games I played, I feel like I tried to contribute as much um, last year, but I think, um, you know, something's just not happening in your favour. So I think this season, I always told myself this season was going to be different. You know, I feel like I just had to go into this season, you know, with a different mindset. And, you know, obviously the second game of the season against Cardiff, you know, um, I think it's the moment that I've been waiting for and a lot of people have been waiting for. Yeah, and I'm just glad, to, you know, to to get off the mark. And you said after the game that you didn't really see the moment. You didn't see the ball coming across. <laughs> Is that true? It's honestly crazy. Like, it's just something to do with my contact. Like, I think my contact was like right here. And I, obviously I was just seeing with one eye. And obviously when I seen Paul Smith get the ball, I just thought, you know, just get in the box and just slide. And obviously, yeah, the ball went to the back of the net. And those celebrations at the end, the relationship you've had with the QPR fans since you made your debut has shone through, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I think um, if you look at the start of last season, I think, I remember my debut, the first game started last season against um, Blackburn. And I think when I when I heard my name being chanted, it was something I've never, you know, received before. And, you know, and, you know, you think like it'll probably just be like a one-off thing. And then um, since then, it's just been, a, it's just been continuing. And yeah, I think, um, I think the relationship between myself and the fans has been very, very good. And not long after, an Ireland debut came calling your name. How does, was that moment for you? I think, um, yeah, I think I said before, like I, I put the Irish jersey on as a 16-year-old and I think, you know, as a little boy, you know, growing up in Ireland, I think everyone's dream is to, you know, play for the Republic of Ireland. And I think um, I was even, you know, meant to, I was even called up. And then obviously it was with the 21s. And then obviously when I get, you're getting called up and then you're thinking, hmm, like, will I make my debut here? And then obviously make my debut versus um, the Netherlands. Yeah, it's something I'll never forget. And then a few days later, a goal for the under-21s against San Marino. Well, what a week that was. Yeah, well, we, yeah, you know, um, I remember getting a text after the game saying, oh, um, you know, the gaffer wants you down. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to come down. And obviously, you know, something I didn't take for granted, you know, 3-0 win against San Marino. Yeah, and obviously a goal in assist, so can't complain. And we had a brief chat off camera. What's life like under Marty Sofrente since his arrival? I think um, it's intense. I think he's an intense manager. Um, I think... Uh, with him, it's just everything about the detail. I think everybody knows that you have to be um, a very, very intelligent player to be, you know, in the squad. And, you know, I think I'm learning every single day under him. Um, I think, um, obviously, we're talking about off-camera about the offsides. Um, I think he's obviously grilled it into me um, about being offsides. I think, obviously, now under him, I think I've been offside only twice. So, I think, um, you know, just that game intelligence, you know, and obviously try to improve my game every day. I'm learning every day under the scaffold and, you know, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of months, I can just improve under him. And you say you're learning under him. You're taking fashion tips off him as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Obviously, before the game, we seen him uh, wearing the we seen him wearing the Monclizzi. So uh, yeah, obviously, when I looked at him wearing the Monclizzi, I was like, yeah, yeah, lads, today we're not losing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think you'll ever see me wearing a Montclair, but yeah, yeah, it looks good on the gaffer. And 2024 for you personally, a first goal at Loftus Road against Bournemouth followed up by the first goal in the league against Millwall and eventually the match winner. What a moment they must have been for you. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, the Bournemouth goal kind of just shows like, you know, what I am as a player. You know, if I can get the ball in behind, you know, 1v1. Um, I feel like, you know, 10 times out of the time, I think I'll, you know, beat the defender. So, um, yeah, I think that just shows what I'm about. And um, obviously slotted it against uh, the Bournemouth keeper. And obviously, you know, um, I think the Millwall goal is just like, you know, a kind of, a striker's dream, you know what I mean? Obviously, I was just there to, to tap it in. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's also a moment I'll never forget as well. And in that corner of Ellerslie Road, where the safe standing is, it must have been an unbelievable moment to see those fans all cheering your name at the end. Oh, it was crazy. I remember, obviously, scoring, I was trying to, I was trying to take my top off and it wouldn't come off. <laughs> and obviously, the, the gaffer was on to me about it. But, yeah, I think um, 
obviously since the start of last season, you know, playing that off the road, um, is obviously very, very special. And um, you know, to score, you know, the winner against Millwall, you know, in the local derby, yeah, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. Obviously, your relationship with Lyndon Dykes as well, you started playing alongside each other and he sort of dropped back a little bit to allow you a bit more freedom. How's that sort of come about and how's your relationship with him sort of worked? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously shout out to Lyndon because I think we did at the start of the season, I think against Cardiff and obviously I was playing as a nine, he was playing as a ten and obviously, you know, you know, more time. I think Lyndon's like arguably the best header of the ball in the team. And uh, sometimes, you know, when the ball goes up to him, I just know, like, if he flicks it on, I know I have to get there and behind. So I think, um, obviously, we have that relationship there. And obviously, as I said, shout out to Lynn because I think, you know, the game against Millwall, he was probably, you know, one of our best players on the pitch. So, yeah, credit to him. Looking to Sunday, massive game in W12, Huddersfield. You're obviously excited for it, aren't you, Sinclair? Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I think if you look at the two teams where we are, you know, they're just above us. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if we get the win on the weekend, you know, we go above them. But obviously, we're still in the same point. So, obviously, you know, training's been good this weekend. I think all the lads are buzzing. The moves have changed around the training ground. So, hopefully, you know, come the weekend, we can get three points against Huddersfield. Just finally, a message for the QPR supporters that'll be making a trip down to Loftusrode. Just to stick with us. You know, I feel like, of course, it's been, it's been very, very tough this season. And uh, I think they've never left us. You know, they've never left, they've never left our side. And, you know, we appreciate the support. So, um, you know, hopefully we just, you know, can see you. Uh, Packed off the road on Sunday. Yeah, look forward to seeing them. Sinclair Armstrong, you mentioned earlier the few chances he had against Watford, and over the season there's been a few that's not quite fallen his way. In recent weeks, the Bournemouth game and now scoring the second goal against Millwall is always nice, isn't it, to see that happen? Great for any player, uh, any young player. Let's let's not forget he's he's 20, still learning his trade. Uh, he'll know better than anyone. Still needs to work on certain things. I think everyone sees. Uh, Big improvements in them, and how can I say this? He's a real handful to play against. Look what he did to the Premier League team. Look what he did to Watford the week before. Look what he does to defenders. I think defenders will certainly know they've been in a game against them. Uh, certainly wouldn't want to play against them with that pace and that power. And if he can add finish into his game, well, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, delighted for him. Really good kid. See how important. See how important he is going to be for the for the group from now till the end of the season. And let's hope he can get many more goals like he did. You know, those little tap-ins. But any goal, we take any goal at the moment. But uh, no, delighted for Was that a real striker's finish? A yeah. real, yeah. the bread and butter, yeah. they're the nice yeah. ones, aren't they? The yeah. sweet get, ones. Get yourself in that six-yard box, get a number of them a season. Not going to win goal of the season. Probably not going to stay in everyone's memory uh, for what or how it went in the back of the net. But for us... Massive goal on Saturday, and uh, well done to him, and well done to the team. And there was some nice footage as well when the goal went in of Marty Suprente <laughs> celebrating with his, all his the, the other players that were on the bench as well. And it was just showed how much it meant to everyone to get the ball rolling in a sense that we've got 19 more games, 18 more games to go. This is it, start of it, move on to the next one now. Well, if it's, yeah. you can see the passion all around the stadium. You can see the passion in the stands. Uh, you can see the passion on the pitch. You can see the passion in the um, in the dugout. You know, everyone's been hurting. Everyone's been written off. Everyone's um, still got time to do something about it. But certainly the players, we have to go and step up. I have to go and perform. And they did that. And again, you're talking about Marty's reaction. That's probably a mixture of satisfaction, but relief because he knows all his good work, all his hard work that's been done up at the training ground. Not just last week, the weeks before, 
when we probably haven't got the results we might have got or should have got. So, uh, so yeah, relief, massive win, massive three points. Now we move on. And on the field, it was Jack Colback who was voted the, the fans player of the match. But in every area, there was someone, and that's obviously how you win a game as well, but there was someone that you could probably highlight. Yeah. They played very well. That big, big performances, proper team performance, not the, you know, possibly there's times where we've played better football during the game, but you know, it's not about that at the moment. Yeah, Marty wants to play in a certain way and we stick to that. And we believe in that and we make sure we try and execute that. But there's times in a game where you've got to roll your sleeves up and you've just got to do whatever it takes. And big, big performance. You mentioned Jack. I thought that was his best game since he came to the club. Um, you know, I think he showed what he can what he can bring and we get Jack Colbuck fit and fully fit and we can keep him fit. He'll add something to what we got. Two centre-backs I thought were immense. Um, you know, I don't want to start singling people out, but uh, that was big, big, big performances all over the pitch and uh, I'm going to need that more every game, every week, whoever the opposition is, wherever it is, but uh, yeah, brilliant. And since you seem to play a bit of a part, it's been become common knowledge that you played a bit of a role on Friday, head of the game on Saturday. Tell us a bit more about it. Come on. First of all, can I say... Um, Credit goes to Marty, his staff, uh, the work that's been going on, and the players. Uh, you know they they take all the credit for Saturday. So uh, so yeah. <laughs> how did it come about? Come on, you need, <laughs> spill the details here. <laughs> uh, how did it come about? Marty uh, spoke during the week, um, very early in the week. Um, he said he wanted to invite me in um, to speak to the guys. He felt it was the right moment in the season with the game that was coming up, the, the run that we were on. And he wanted to um, me to go in and just share my experience of pretty much everything, you know. He um, when I said to him, you know, what do you want? He said, go and go and go and say what you want. But uh, you know, you've probably been in every situation the boys are in and we're in. Um, you know the club inside out, you know what it means to the fans. So uh, just go and go and speak for twenty five minutes or so. So uh, so yeah, um, First of all, I was privileged that he would ask me to do that. Um, then I sat long and hard for two or three days, not not the whole days, but in like an hour each night thinking, okay, right, Marty wants me to speak to the boys. What have I say? Because I know what I would want to say, but uh, I'm thinking, what have I say, which is important, uh, probably more importantly, how do I say it? Um, so yeah, so... Uh, had it in my head, had a couple of notes that chucked it around a little bit, but basically spoke from the heart and, you know, there was probably a hell of a lot of passion in there. There was probably a lot of emotion in there. Um, there was a lot of encouragement in there to the, to the, to the team and the group. So I felt that was, um, that was really important and I probably challenged certainly the players to go and, to go and step up and to go and perform with what was coming. So, uh, so yeah, that was the that was how it came about. Marty Sequentes after the game and Steve Cook mentioned you and sort of the impact it had. So you got to tell us what was said. What what did you actually say to the players? We want to. I want to know anyway. I wish I was sat in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so as I've already said, you know, there's probably quite a bit of a uh, a lot of passion in there. There's a lot of emotion. Uh, so I spoke about you know how lucky they were to to be in the career I've been there. Only when that was taken away from me did I suddenly realise, oh, you know what? 
I don't know if I've missed that. So they, I call a privilege. They're privileged to do what they were, uh, what they're doing. I spoke about my career, uh, the ups and downs of it. And I say the ups and downs. A lot of people might look at my career and think of who I played for and what I did and represent your country. But believe me, in in my career, there was a lot of real tough times, uh, horrible times, dark times where various things would happen, which I listened to the players and said, I've gone through everything and more than you'll have gone through already and probably still got to come. Um, I spoke about in those tough times where you have to individually dig deep, really dig deep, and sometimes go even deeper to um, to drag yourself out of it. And you find out a lot about yourself and who you are and what you are, and you find out a lot about the people around you. So we spoke about that, uh, the situation we're in. Uh, we spoke about... Um, or I spoke about my my love for QPR, you know um, what it means to to have played here and to play, uh, to uh, pull that famous blue and white shirt on to play at this club in front of our fans. Uh, I spoke about that and what a privilege it is to be back in my role, uh, and what a privilege it was to actually to be asked to stand in front of them and and share that, you know. So uh, spoke about what it means to people at the club who've been here a hell of a long time, who work tirelessly. Um, it's more than just a more than just a paycheck at the end of the month. You know they they share in the highs and they really suffer in the lows. So I reiterated that, and we yeah you know we just we're in this together. We need to pull each other through. That was a load of encouragement. I listed some games that they've done really well in, and certainly games that they've won. Um, but then the challenge came in about you know what we need to step up. We need to step up, and most importantly, you know we need to step up for our fans who pay their hard-earned money, they travel all around the country, they pack this place out, they're with you every week. I've told them they don't come to any game with a preconceived idea or we're going to get on at you. They come to see you do certain things and they come to win games. They, they come to see you win games. So I just hammered that message through. And, um, and we spoke about Millwall, you know, what that was going to take. Having just been beat, Marty had already teed me up that to your... I knew he was so disappointed with that game and, and for our fans. So Millwall, local derby, what it meant, what was at stake. But more importantly, I go back to the fans. What were the fans, our fans, what were the 15, whatever thousand fans were coming for QPR? What were they coming to see? Not what they were coming to see, what were they going to demand from us as a team, them as individuals? And that was going to be the minimum requirement. And... Uh, just ask them to believe in themselves, but you know, belief is can be just a word. I said, go and show it. You have to go and show it. Those three points on Saturday against Millwall had to mean more to us than it did to them. And uh, so, yeah, so there was the challenge. It wasn't probably said quite as calmly as I'm <laughs> telling you. Uh, you know, it was 25 minutes of so where, as I said, it was quite intense. It was quite passionate, but... Um, yeah, as I said, lots of encouragement because they need that. And I told them there was still time. You know, as we stood before the game the other day, it was 57 points, we're five points adrift. I told them on Saturday night that could be two. It's now three because Huddersfield went and got a point. But you know what? I told them they're still in the fight. And while you're in the fight, you've got a chance. So uh, whether it worked or not, you know, really kind of Marty and Steve to say what they said, but I'll go back to where I started. They deserve all the credit. They deserve all the credit. Marty, Xavi, staff, 
the players they had to go and produce of what I did helped in a tiny little bit way a little way great but they take all the credit and I would finish on that uh, because um, I'll finish with last week was probably as close as I've been to it because of what Marty said so I was quite close on Thursday just watching and observing and certainly going in on Friday then I watched uh, training uh, just let me tell you I haven't seen Marty work at really close range he's a top coach haven't seen the way he is organized see the passion see the detail see what the way he wants his teams to play to see his man management skills top coach and the highest compliment I could probably pay Marty as if I play with some top coaches in my career I would have loved to play for him I would have played for him. So, uh, but no credit to credit to Marty, credit to his staff, credit to the boys. But you know what? I'll finish on that. Enjoy Saturday. Put it to bed because we've probably got now a bigger game coming up. And then since on Sunday, Huddersfield Town, arguably the biggest one in this season, definitely, but in a few years as well, isn't it? Well, in the simple terms, it's the biggest one because it's the next one. I'm always a big believer, and you'll hear me saying time and time again, your next game is your most important. But this one um, is huge, is massive. You know, you've only got to look at the league table and the importance of three points either way. But certainly to us, where it takes us, you know, psychologically, that will be huge if we can get over the line and get it won. Um, still going to be a hell of a long way to go. But, you know, to build on the Millwall game, to be able to go and win again, I think would do everyone the power of good. And, uh, yeah, going to have to earn it. We're going to have to apply ourselves. going to have to play everything we spoke about against uh, Millwall. We're going to have to do, again, and some. Um, be a super atmosphere here. Our fans are going to play a huge, huge part, massive part. Get behind the boys right from the first whistle. Um, and yeah, we've got to respect Huddersfield. You know, they're, they're decent side. They beat us earlier in the season, so uh, it'll be a game to look forward to. Reflect back to that game earlier in the season. What can we take in with that? Well, well, the first thing we've got to uh, take from that game, and it's um, on its own, is you've got to start the game better. We're 2 0 down after 14 minutes. Um, you know, you go anywhere or play anybody, you have to start the game. Well, or if you don't start, we spoke about Millwall. We I didn't think we started the game particularly well, but we we stayed in it. We didn't stay in the game at um, Huddersfield. We give ourselves an absolute mountain to climb, and Nelly climbed it, and possibly could have done. But you can't be starting like we did up there. You know, one one nil after eight minutes, two nil after fourteen minutes, um, until we fend our feet. Jake, I think, up there scores with a header <clears throat> from a corner. Hits the post in the second half where they make a miraculously goal line clearance. So we could have got something from the game. But probably that's a little bit of a story of a lot of the games this season. You know, contributed to our own downfall, then being a bit unlucky. Well, going back to what I said to the players, stop being unlucky. Stop being unlucky and let's, um, you know, let's, let's tip the balance more in our favour. The key moments in, in football. Uh, games are decided by key moments in little small margins i know it's a it's almost like a, a throwaway comment these days you know the small margins but they do so we need to start well we need to get out the traps we need to get the crowd with us we need to be in the ascendancy and i've got every confidence we'll go and win the game
Is it naive of me to sort of say that Huddersfield <coughs> are our rivals now going into the last quarter of the season? It's huge, them that our, tar- that our target is well, on. We uh, need to be above them. It's it's a huge rival uh, because yeah. they're the closest ones to us, but there's rivals below us. Uh, and you know what? There will be results and there'll be strange results as the season comes towards close. But you know what? As we saw when we won the three in a row, you win three in a row, you drag many more teams back to you. So suddenly from being a... Um, a four-horse co- uh, contest where three are going to go you know where um, you can pull some in but you know what I and you probably hear me saying this and this comes from about 40 years of experience in the game can't worry about others you can't worry about elsewhere we even can't worry about Huddersfield we just have to get ourselves right we have to prepare and we got to do all we possibly can to stick another three points on the board out there then you go on to the next one where do we play Blackburn then we start looking at that you don't look at Blackburn before you've got this team beat on on Sunday. Going to have to earn it. Going to have to work for it. Decent side, decent players. But we got to back ourselves. And as always, the QPR fans will be back in their numbers here in <coughs> W12. We can't fault them at all. All season, this place has been packed out, hasn't it? And I'm sure once again, they'll be vocal as always and cheering everyone on. Massive role to play. And I'll say it again, and I'll never get to say it, and I don't think you take support for granted. You know, they are the most important people at the football club. Uh, they, they stay with their team through thick and thin. Um, so, yeah, they've been huge. They'll be massive, not only Sunday, but in the games to come. But as I say, let's not look past Sunday. Huge game. Fans, come on, come out in your numbers. Get behind Marty, get behind the team. Roll these boys on, get us going, make this a horrible place for Huddersfield to come. And uh, we can do it, we can get three points. So come on, you ask.